little touch pass there. Benson waiting, cuts in, he scores! Oh my! Into the middle, holding, back, Toporowski shooting, shot block, got it back, shot, score! Center of pass forward, of stop, shot, back to play, score! In front, Groove scores! Jaden Groove scores the triple overtime winner. Welcome into WHL Unfiltered. Uh, pleased to be joined by Bob Torrey, the, the general manager of the Tri-City Americans. How's, uh, how's the season been going for you so far there, Bob? Well, good, Chad. Uh, you know, obviously uh, got off to a little bit of a slow start. We had some injuries and uh, added some new coaches and stuff, but uh, a lot of things have gone our way since after the World Junior, and we've been playing really well. We, we've got healthy. We've added a few different parts to our team. Like I said, I added two new coaches, coaches to our coaching staff, which I think has helped, and players have bought in and worked extremely hard. Uh, we're happy with where we're at and how how the season's gone. And certainly, you know, uh, we struggled early on the road and we battled some sickness and some injuries. But uh, since Christmas break or since no, you know November, I think we played pretty good hockey, all things considered. The U.S. Division is like it always is, very very strong, and and uh, every night's a challenge. Yeah, I mean, you you've already touched on some definitely some things I wanted to get to I mean it, it was a really interesting season so far for for the Americans as far as you know that you, you mentioned that turning point I mean you know it right about when we kind of some of us anyway thought we knew what these teams are going to be you know you guys the you know Everett for example and then all of a sudden you flip the script and 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 took off like a, like a rocket well like everybody uh, you know but they decided to to make some big trade a big trade there with Selwinger and Hoffer and that you know but even since then they've still played well and our team I think has just gradually been getting better and better and and uh, you know since we got back from our eastern swing like I said got healthy and uh, got through our illness and stuff uh, we've been playing quite well uh, you know we probably lost a few points during that stretch when Sutanic and Matura were gone at World Junior but uh, you know we played played really good hockey since after Christmas and like I said our division is something special again like every year yeah you know you you, you mentioned you know gradually getting better but it certainly didn't doesn't feel like it from the outside it feels like like somehow somehow somebody just flipped the switch you know I mean it was <laughs> you know undefeated in 10 straight or, or somewhere in, in those lines I mean it it, it really feels like like something really started clicking for you guys. Yeah, I think, you know, I think we kind of flew under the radar because I think most of the focus has been on Portland and Seattle because they've been the front runners right from the beginning and and looks like it's going to be one-two between the two of them. I mean, you have it's hard to pick one over the other. Portland's actually had a lot of success against Seattle, so they're right in the hunt to win the division. And, you know, it, it's going to be interesting because, 
the seeding will be one and three, not one and two. So that that changes things a little bit. But uh, um, certainly our focus is on continuing to try to improve and, and trying to tame home ice advantage for the playoffs and and see where it goes from there. Yeah, that's a yeah. Your team's an interesting spot, like like you mentioned, as far as in in a pretty good position to to get home ice in the first round and 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 avoid you know a, a Seattle you know Kamloops or, uh, or or Portland and and you got you you figure you got to really like your chances against you know whoever you might draw in the first round and and, and avoid some of the you know put put off some of the the, the heavier lifting to, for the second round right. Yeah, it looks like it's Everett, Prince George, and ourselves battling for those four or five spots. And Prince George has had an up and down season, but they're playing very well now. And Everett, you know, they traded away Zellweger, but they still continue to play well. So I think it could go right down to the final weekend to determine four, five, and six. So that that'll make it interesting. Yeah, it's you know back to this. I mean, this this hot streak that that you guys are experiencing i know you know i've been fortunate enough to see the see the, the your team live uh here last weekend this weekend coming up and then uh and also on video here recently and it's it i kind of it's you, you fear the the americans more so than than any time i can think here in recent memory i mean it's got to be it's got to be pretty rewarding to uh you know to see some some of this work pay off and and and, and uh you know pay dividends yeah, a lot of it, I think, Chad, is a little bit of patience, too. Like you've seen, although Parker Bell's injured right now with a serious injury, we, we hope to have him back, you know, before playoffs. But, you know, he's emerged as an elite player. If you look at Ethan Ernst, how the type of season he's had uh, coming over from Kelowna last year. And then the maturation of a guy like Tyson Greenway, obviously, you know, uh, he's having an, an elite season. And, you know, Thomas Sutanik's play speaks for itself, but... Also, our power play has been deadly, you know, for most of the year. We've had a few periods where it's struggled, but for the most part, our power play <coughs> has been very, very good. You know, penalty kill is something we still want to improve, and we'd like to improve our D-zone play, but I think adding Ethan Peters has improved that on the back end. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, adding a healthy Jalen Lupin has made a big difference too. He's a, he's a quality player and, and uh, has a lot of experience in the league. You know what? Getting ready to, to have this conversation, it, it kind of surprised me. I mean, we we talk a lot about Dragasevich and how and how good of a player he is, but you know, to have a team, you know, leading your team in scoring from a draft eligible defenseman, I mean, that's kind of a that's kind of a unique position to be in, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's very rare. And Lucas has had a tremendous year. I thought I thought he had a good season last year, but he's just picked up from where he left off and. You know, being his draft year, he's handled the pressure really well. And, you know, he's had periods of, you know, he had the long scoring streak and he's had some periods where it's not as <coughs> fruitful. But he's really played well all year and has quarterbacked our power play, obviously, and and is a big part of our success. And like you said, it is, one, it's rare to have a defenseman lead your team in scoring, let alone a draft-eligible one who's only 17 years old. You know, you, you mentioned some uh some additions to the to the staff i mean what what's it been like you know working working with Stu barnes i mean you know a legend you know as a player for the ams you know part of the the ownership group you know along with yourself i mean so 
it's it, 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 there's a lot of, a lot of tie-ins there, you know. Yeah. But kind of, I, I think a lot of us didn't know quite what we were going to get into with this. I mean, what, what's it been like? Yeah, well, Stu, you know, we go back a long way. We've been involved with this team for a long time, but certainly he was an excellent player in the league. He has a lot of experience coaching at the pro level. He had a long pro playing career. I think last year, you know, we were still coming out of COVID. He's his first year in junior hockey, which is different than pro. Uh, but he's done an excellent job with the team. He's he's calm. He's professional. Uh, works extremely hard. And I think adding Jody Hall, who was a, a first round NHL pick and a head coach in the OHL before he joined us, has really helped Stu and TJ Miller came to us from the Toronto Maple Leafs diversity program. Um, adding those two guys has allowed Stu to delegate more duties and and. Uh, and it's allowed us to do more video work with our players and spend more one-on-one time with our players than where, you know, the situation we had last year where Bo McHugh was there, an inexperienced coach, an ex-player, but someone that we hired at the last minute when Don Nakbar went to the American Hockey League. So I think that's made a huge difference with the quality of touches the coaching staff can spend with and quality of time they can spend with players, not only as a group, but also as individuals. Yeah, you mentioned... You mentioned Donnie Nakbar. I mean, isn't it such an interesting time in our league right now that you can have some of these assistants that are, you know, due to the league and breaking in, and then you have a guy like Nakbar, a guy like Don Hay as as an assistant, or even, you know, here locally with Brian Pellerin, or, you know, he's got 20 years' experience in this league. It's kind of – it's almost – these jobs can be pretty hard to get, it seems like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's been – you know, in junior hockey, you know, a lot of – a lot of the coaches have been around a long time. A lot of them enjoy working with the younger players. And, you know, junior is a lot different than pro. It's a different environment. and But <coughs> it's more teaching than it is at the pro level. But there's a lot of gratification that comes from that when you see your team. Uh, you see these young guys grow from kids into men and, and your team improve. And, you know, the, there's a lot that goes into that. You know, now we're – you know, which, which, which brings me back to, you know, the – the, the improvement that your team has, has been making, you know, in in season, you know, with, uh, you know, what kind of trajectory do you, do, you, do you think they're on? I mean, is there is there is there more more ceiling here that we haven't seen yet out of the Sam's Club? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we ran into a little bit of fatigue here the last little bit, but I think, you know, the players are. We have a really good group. There's good chemistry. Obviously, our goal is is to make the playoffs and and have home ice and. And certainly, we'd like to win that first round, and then after that, you you know, you, the, anything can happen. But uh, we've been able to score a lot of goals. I think we've scored a lot more goals than people thought we would, or people or people saw coming. Um, we have a very big team, a lot of size up front. Uh, we move the puck well and skate well, and you know, we added a couple guys like Adam Mature and Reese Belton, who are big power forwards. So. We feel we're deep up front, and, and like I said, adding Ethan Peters, I think, helps our back end. You always like to have more, but, you know, the prices on trades were quite high this year. So, you know, but like I said, the U.S. division, you've got Portland and Seattle, and then Kamloops is sort of running away with the D.C., right? Yeah. Yeah, those are – and you figure, you know, they're going to knock each other out to, to, to a certain degree between those three, and you're just trying to stay out of the way a little bit. But Yeah. You know, the uh, – the NHL still has a wild card format, and you know our league has got away from that. But that kind of reminds you. You talk about getting in and 
and, and, and see anything can happen. I mean, it, it, it comes to mind the time that you know your, your Americans won the, the BC division. I mean, that was that was such yeah. a, a fun run. I mean, what what was it like to be on the inside of that? Yeah, that was great. I mean, we had a really good hockey team that year, but we were really injured all year, and we finally got healthy at the end. And you know, we had Valimaki and Jake Bean and Rasmussen and Morgan Geeky, and uh, we played Kelowna, who was first place. I think we kind of caught them sleeping, and we swept them four straight. Victoria had a good team, but we swept them four straight. And unfortunately, we lost to Everett in six games. I thought we had a better hockey club than Everett at that time, and. You know, we had a lead going into third period in game six and, and Everett was able to win in overtime. But I thought we were good enough to, to come out of the West that year and it would have been nice to see what we would have done against Swift Current. But, you know, you've seen it before too. Last year, Vancouver knocked Everett out in the in the first round. Um, it can happen. I can remember years and years ago, uh, Portland had a, a really good team and their leading scorer, Todd Robinson, got hurt just before the playoffs and Prince George knocked them out in the first round. So, you know, it can happen, but generally the teams that are leading all year usually prevail, but uh, there's still a lot of hockey left before playoff time. Yeah. I still think that, that uh, 2018, you know, there, there you, you guys should have, should have got a banner for, for winning the BC division. I always thought that would be funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, yeah. That's, you know, and you mentioned, you know, deadline, and I, I was really paying attention to you know what you guys decided to do at deadline, and you kind of you know a couple things, nothing real serious. You know, did you kind of feel that that this you know that this team was building this uh, towards where they're at now? I mean, yeah, I, think, I, I wanted to I wanted to improve the team because I could see them improving, and, and the guys were working hard and. You know, obviously, we wanted to add a defense, and we were fortunate to add Ethan Peters, uh, who has played very well for us. You know, the prices on some of the other guys were a little out of out of control. We also added a deputy man in Jackson Romerol, and that was more due to the fact that both Merrick Arpin and Nico Camazola had season-ending injuries, and uh, so we were actually down to five defensemen just a week before the deadline. So I I had to add something there, but uh, you know, it was always our plan to add, although. You know, it was tempting to sell when the, the prices you see that guys are offering and throwing around. But, you know, I have a hard time doing that just because, you know, you, you want your players to work hard every night, compete hard every night, Chad, and then at the trade deadline you quit on them. It's pretty hard to go back and ask them to continue to work hard if you quit on them. And your fans buy tickets for, you know, they buy season tickets and come and support you, and halfway through the year you pack it in because you don't think you're good enough, I think. You know, our message always is, you know, regardless of who's ahead of us in the standings, we're going to try to get better and try and improve and try and beat those teams. And, you know, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But I think our philosophy is that we want to work hard and, and, and continue to get better and challenge ourselves to see if we can compete with them, like this year, Portland and Seattle. No, I, I, I like that. And, you know, the, for sure, you know, the, the, guys that are you know coming down on friday saturday nights and spending their spending their harder money to come come see your hockey team yeah they want to they want to see the now they want to see the short term but i mean yeah. you've, you've been in this business for a long time as far as trying to trying to ride the 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 wave of of the of the cycle of of, of the team so 
I mean, how, how much is that a struggle it, it, for a guy in your position for the, sh- the short term versus the, the long term? And uh, Yeah, I think like I've always looked at long term, you know, really, Chet. Uh, you know, the the one year where we lost Everett, we did add Jake Bean, but, you know, we're in a, we're a smaller market team. We have the smallest building in our, in our division. And, you know, it's important for us to be competitive every year so we can get fans out and, you know, balance the budget where, you know, our team is owned by, it's not owned by a company. It's owned by four individuals who, who run the team. So it's not like it's being financed by another company, like some of the other teams are. And, you know, we have to balance our books and make sure that, you know, there's not a loss. And coming out of COVID was, was very difficult for our franchise. And, you know, we're just starting to get back, get back and get our hockey team back to where we want it. And fans are starting to come back to the rink. Uh, got to thank the city for putting in new seats this year. It's added to the atmosphere and, and made things well. And, you know, we played well at home. And I think that's, that's, uh, really helped our attendance grow over as the season's progressed. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, that's the thing, Bob, about your your ownership group, and you know, I'm speaking the 25 percent of it. I mean, it's, you know, it, it it's a really you guys are really kind of blue collar, you know, lunch pail, you know, nuts and bolts kind of kind of a, a, a of a squad, and it's it's kind of I, I feel like that's re- reflected by uh, by the play on the ice a lot of times, you know, as far as you know, good honest effort. Yeah, absolutely. Like I couldn't be prouder of our guys. I think you know, we, like I said. Uh, We've improved. Our power play has been really good. Early in the year, we were taking a lot of penalties. I think our discipline on the ice has been much, much improved since November. And and then, you know, obviously we'd like to see our penalty killing improve, but there's a lot of good power plays in our division. You run into, you know, Kamloops, Portland, Seattle, even Everett. <coughs> there's some good power plays in our division. So uh, fans are kind of blessed in the Pacific Northwest with good hockey. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, some, some upgrades to the, to the building. I know for as long as I can remember, you know, you've been pushing for, you know, a newer, more modern building. And, you know, that's kind of, well, especially right now, it's probably kind of tough to, to keep that ball moving, but you guys were fortunate enough to, to make some upgrades over the summer. You know, you want to touch on that at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously with the economy and inflation, the way things are, you know, getting a new building, even though we probably need one, is probably not realistic for, right now but the city invested over three million dollars putting new seats in our building and that that's tremendous it's it's changed the atmosphere it's changed the look uh it's made it obviously cleaned it up and and uh just makes makes the building have more energy and and uh we couldn't be more uh pleased with how that turned out yeah i haven't haven't been able to make it out there this season but you know usually we you know a couple times we'll, we'll make it out there we um was lucky enough to catch a game there with the the weekend before the world stopped, you know, in yeah. uh, 2020. It was one of the one of the last places I was at was uh, was the Toyota yeah. Center watching a game. And the uh, the 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 helmet, the upside down helmet full of uh, popcorn is a, a nice <laughs> touch. I like I like yeah. that. Well, the kids like that for sure. <laughs> even adult even adult kids, but uh, yeah. See, I mean, it's it. it you know, I mentioned earlier. You know, the the long term game and, and, and kind of where 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 do you see yourself on on the this junior hockey cycle right now? And, and uh, it, what do you what are you guys building towards here in the future? Well, obviously, we we think our team's still improving. We got some good young players coming in: Jackson Smith and Cash Kosh, 
who were, were our first and second round pick last year have already played games and we think they're going to be high-end players and obviously we're excited about the play of Jordan Gavin. He's kind of gone, you know, quietly leading the league in scoring for 16-year-olds. So he's had a tremendous, tremendous season. So we think we've got some good young talent coming in and then, you know, obviously we got to develop some other players and make sure they continue to improve. So, um, but I think Portland's going to have a really good team next year. I think Everett's starting to rebuild and Seattle, they'll still have a decent team next year, but they're going to lose a lot of talent and, Surprisingly, I thought Spokane and Kelowna actually were going to have better teams than they have had this year. But, you know, Spokane's got some good young players, and I'm sure in time they'll get it back to where they've always been one of the top teams in our division as well. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely. De- uh, Matt Bardsley definitely appears to be playing the long game oh, wow. there as far as trying to acquire assets at the moment. And, yeah. you know, and that. Uh, no, his name escapes me. They got that. They got that. That sixteen-year-old is real. Yeah, Berkeley Cat. He's had a really good season. Cat, well. you're right. You're right. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be a good one here as time goes on. So that'll be, you know, it'll be fun to watch for everybody besides uh, besides you guys because <laughs> you're yeah. gonna have, you have to deal with them twelve times a year, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's just you know, it's always interesting. I mean, again, it's it's fortunate you know to to get to to have a guy with your you know long background in, in this league, you know, on, on, on a show like this. And, you know, it's just fun to, fun to pick your brain a little bit about different, you know, various things. You know, yeah. You, you, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Portland. I mean, they're going to have that whole decor is going to be 19 next year. And that's going to yeah. be, that's going to be a bear to deal with. Yeah. No, they're going to have a special team next year. They got a really good team this year that could very easily win it this year. And, you know, there's a lot that can happen though, like injuries, you know, you need some good luck and, you need to stay healthy, and you know there's a lot of different things, and obviously you need good goaltending down the stretch and into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you know that's a you, you mentioned goaltending, and I remember well it was one of the one of the last times I was I was in your building and and the uh, just talking to some some fans, and they were really high on on Sukanic. How, yeah. However, the, the many pronunciations of <laughs> of that. I mean, yeah. what's what's a What's it been like seeing him kind of steal the steal the hearts of the, of the of the local fans out there? Yeah, he's a special kid. He's always happy. He's got a smile on his face. Obviously, had the great World Junior team almost led Czechia to the gold medal, and you know they were very proud of getting a silver. It was the first time they medaled in a long time, and he played a big big role in that. And it was overtime. They very easily could have beat Canada, you know, uh, if not for a turnover. So uh, he's he's done everything we expected of him. Uh, you know, last year he had an injury early and people didn't get to see him right away, but uh, our team wasn't as strong. But this year he's he's a big, big part of our team and one of our leaders and, and uh, gives us an opportunity to compete every night. You know, there's, we, there's, there was all this talk, especially pre-deadline, about, you know, having Bedard, you know, be announced from the Regina Pats. You yeah. Know, you, you mentioned, you know, World Juniors. I mean, how how fun was that to to be watching, you know, that Slovak team and and see, you know, the Tri City Americans logo, you know, featured oh, prominently. Yeah. It's 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 awesome. It 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 means a lot. It, especially with us, it helps us build our brand. It helps us in recruiting. It's no different than when we had Terry Price or Brandon Carlo. You know, those guys retired as Tri City Americans, and I think, you know, our goal is when we draft a player doesn't matter what round but particularly first or second round our goal is that they graduate from our program and that they're not just uh 
a piece of a puzzle to trade for for another asset. So maybe we're a little bit different than a lot of the other teams. We we believe in building and we believe in in uh, those players graduating from our program. Yeah, you mentioned Carey Price when when he was with the the Ams. That was about you know when I started watching this league and. It was so frustrating because I didn't get to really experience his greatness because, you know, Portland couldn't score on anybody at that time. So yeah. everybody looked like they were good. I mean, you know, what's it? <laughs> you know, Price comes back, you know, works with you guys in the summer. I mean, how, how special is it to have have that kind of a, a, an alumnus and, and still involved with your program? Oh, it's really, really great. And, and you know what, those guys, they, they help us when we're trying to recruit if we need them. And certainly during COVID, they helped us, you know, when – they help promote our program and help us brand our in our marketplace. You know, we're still a small center, but we're a good sports town, and you know, hopefully, we become a really good hockey town. And, and uh, but it's you know, fans still want to come to the rink and be entertained, and they want the home team to win, so that's important too. And you mentioned Carlo. I know whenever I see him, you know, on the playing for the the Bruins, I always you know elbow whoever's next to me, and I'm like, yeah. hey, you know, that guy played. I got played in Kennewick. I mean, how 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 special is it to to see a guy like that have success yeah, at that level? Absolutely. You know, and Morgan Geeky's had a really good career, and now he's in Seattle. He's in the Pacific Northwest, and you know, Rasmussen's starting to come into his own in Detroit. So, you know, we're we're proud of those guys, and and uh, and they they played a big part about who we are. We really believe we're a family, and we believe our team is community first. We try to do a lot of volunteer work in the community, and help raise money for a lot of different charities. And I think that that's an important part of our, uh, our legacy here. Yeah. I mean, at, at some point, I mean, you know, scoring goals is selling tickets, but working in the community is also selling tickets. I mean, you, it's a, that's a pretty good point you, you make there. I mean, what kind of, I'm sure you're pretty, pretty proud of some of the issues you worked on. Maybe you can share a few of them. Oh, absolutely. From breast, breast cancer awareness to, you know, uh, military nights to the food bank to the uh, humane society and our player, you know, habit after humanity, uh, reading in schools, getting involved in the phys ed programs in schools. Uh, and our players have jumped into that and they've never complained about doing uh, community events. They, they actually quite enjoy it. And I think they, they gain a lot from it, not only as a person, but they see, you know, that giving back is important. And I think it's, part of our legacy and we want our leaders to to pass that on to our younger players that you know it's a privilege to play in this league and and you should be willing to give back to your community and make it a better place well that you know kind of dovetails in like we're you know we're we're cultivating you know professional hockey players here but you know the majority of guys aren't going to go pro and aren't going to have that opportunity so we're trying to build them up into in 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 the young men and, and contributors to society and i'm sure that's a a really rewarding part of this job too year in year out right oh absolutely i'm as proud of our guys that have gone on and had families and become police officers and doctors and teachers and lawyers and firemen as i am of the guys who have gone on to the nhl and there's so many guys that have come through our program now that have young families and their kids are playing hockey it's it's pretty pretty cool to see yeah i mean we we still have these these conversations, you know, about the uh, the scholarship program and how, how valuable it is. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, what kind of what kind of dollar amounts do the, is does the uh, do the Americans spend on on the scholarships every year? 
Well, I think most teams are up around a hundred thousand a year on scholarships now, so it's quite a quite an impact, and you know it's quite a good deal for the kids. Like, you know, they come and play in a in a tremendous league, and if it doesn't work out on the pro side, they can go back to school, and their tuition and books are paid for. And you know, we've got a lot of guys who've gone on and graduated, and then continued to play hockey, or just graduated and and used their scholarship to to help help them get their degree. So it's it's probably the biggest secret that's out there that a lot of people don't realize how how valuable this scholarship is and how how good the program actually is and it's guaranteed by the league and all teams every single player in the league gets the same scholarship it's not like it's not based on your ability it's just every player receives a scholarship but he doesn't turn turn pro in the nhl or american hockey I'm trying to think. You guys, you guys had a, a a defenseman that went on to play NCAA football on his scholarship yeah. for Colorado. That was Buffalo. Riley Hillis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a walk-on. He so he couldn't play hockey because you're not allowed to play hockey, but you could play another sport. So he was a walk-on in Colorado College, where his grandpa played and made the team and and played NCAA Division One football. He's now working in commercial real estate in Seattle. Uh, he's got a business degree and doing very well and and uh tries to see us whenever he can yeah that's really that's a that's a fun one i mean there's you know there's uh you know if you can if you can dream it up you can you can go out and try and try to make it a reality right and so that's kind of you bet absolutely you know and i kind of you know down that rabbit hole i mean you've had hundreds and hundreds of of, of kids players come through there it's and i'm sure you keep in touch with you know most of them to varying degrees i mean how's how, how do you keep all that straight yeah, it's, it's not easy, but, you know, it's a little bit easier now with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, you know, our, you know, now all the teams have media relations people. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier than it was maybe 10 years ago where you just had email or whatever. But, uh, you know, we, we appreciate our alumni and, and, and want them to stay attached to the team and follow the team the best they can wherever they happen to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, we, yeah, that's one thing we see, you know, consistently, you know, in our league as far as, you know, keeping that relationship with with your billets and, you know, I mean, it's such a, you know, important time in a, in a, in a young man's life as far as, you know, that that age and that era when, uh, when you know, when they're when they're playing in, the, in this league and it's kind of kind of special that you can kind of keep maintain those bonds. Yeah, and that's another area that doesn't get enough recognition is the billet families who take these kids in there like second parents and I know it's, it's appreciated by the players and certainly by the players parents but the billet families in the Western Hockey League are really special people who who take these kids in and take care of them and treat them so well I mean I think we, we wouldn't be half the league we are if it wasn't for the billet families that that support these kids that reminds me of the uh and it was it was a strange Olympics but you guys had a had an alumnus on the on the Chinese hockey team this year, what was what was what was that like? Yeah, that's different. You know, no question, that's different. But that's, uh, you know, we've had all, you know, players who've played on all nations from Germany to Finland to Denmark, Norway, China. You know, uh, quite a few players have gone overseas and played in Europe. So um, it's kind of a neat experience, and that the experience that uh, for Zach Ewan was pretty neat. Yeah, I was trying to get him on this very show, but you know, beforehand it was a little tight, and yeah, you know, and then yeah, afterwards it kind of it wasn't it wasn't nearly as exciting to talk about after yeah. the event, but yeah, 
you know, and you think about some of the, you know, I, I really respected his game, you know, when he was, was with your club. I mean, you know, you look back at some of the some of the greats, the uh, you know the Brandon Shinnemans and the the yeah. Usemans and the Phasers of the world. I mean, you know what that was. Uh, there, you guys scored a lot of goals. Blew blew that that horn you guys have out there. <laughs> it wore the thing out. I mean, what what was that like? Yeah, it was great. That was quite a group. A lot of those kids were from Manitoba. We had, I think, at one time, sixteen players from Manitoba. It just kind of grew on its own. And that was quite a group of kids who matured together. It's you know, from 16 through to 20, and and we had some real battles with Portland and also with Spokane during that time, and and uh, it was re- really good hockey, no question about that. Yeah, that Brendan Shinneman, he's that classic. You know, you love him on your team, and yeah. and he was not real popular. In, in no, those other barns you mentioned. I mean, that was yeah. Uh, but you know, really, really, really left his, his heart on the ice for the for the Americans. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Bob, I've kept you for a while. I know yeah, you're. Thanks. I know you're a busy man. Do you have? Uh, you got any other any topics you want to touch on before we wrap no, up? No, I think this? that's great. We got a big game tomorrow night with Portland, and then we got Red Deer in here for our breast cancer awareness night. So we're looking forward to a big weekend. Yeah, Red Deer's hot right now. They looked. Yeah. They looked very good on Tuesday night up up, yeah. up close and personal. That was. Uh, yeah, no, no, they got a good team. So yeah, well, it's going to be makes for a lot of good hockey down the stretch. You know, for your sake, hopefully, uh, uh, Thunderbirds uh, soften them up a little bit Friday. <laughs> you bet. Thank you. All right. Well, appreciate your time, Bob. Yeah. Anytime.